0: Welcome to the Centerpoint Pentecostal Church Podcast. We hope that this podcast finds you well and that you are ready for a life-changing message from one of our outstanding and anointed ministers. If you like this podcast, please be sure to give us a follow and a five-star review on your favorite podcasting app. Now let's get to today's message. Luke chapter 8, starting in verse 40. It came to pass that when Jesus was returned, the people gladly received him, for they were all waiting for him. Everyone was waiting for Jesus because they had a need. Everyone. And behold, there came a man named Jairus. He was a ruler of the synagogue, and he fell down at Jesus' feet and besought him that he would come into his house. For he had only one daughter about 12 years of age and she lay a dying but as he went the people thronged him and a woman having an issue of blood 12 years which had spent all her living upon physicians neither could be healed of any came behind him and touched the border of his garment and immediately her issue of blood staunched and Jesus said who touched me and when all denied Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude throng thee and press thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And Jesus said, Somebody have touched me, for I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him, and how she was healed immediately. Last verse And he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith have made thee whole. Go in peace. I'm glad there's a good comfort in knowing who Jesus is. Amen. I'm glad that if we push, there's always an answer to the need that we need. Amen. There's a sense of desperation. God's going to feel it. He's going to honor that. You know, and sometimes I've got to get God's attention with what I'm going through. Sometimes, no matter what everybody else is doing, sometimes it takes me pushing as much as I can to get what God has for me. And so, just for a few moments, I want to speak on this simple topic from a hymn, H-E-M, to Him, H-I-M. From a hymn to Him. if we can set our Bibles down and pray before God for this service tonight, dear Heavenly Father. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for many blessings that you have given us into our lives and into today and all the plans you have for us of the future Lord I pray that you have your way in this service God there are needs in this house there are needs all over that we know of sickness and pain and hurt God I pray that your blood be poured out upon all of us tonight Lord God God I pray for healing virtue to flow through the needs that are sick and hurting and pain God, I pray for your word to go forth tonight and let it enter into our minds, our hearts, and our ears and let us meditate on it. God, I pray for us to move into the unction of your spirit. God, in whichever direction that you want us to go, I pray that we heed to your calling and that we move in that direction you so forth. God, Call, God, I pray for chains to break. I pray for happiness and joy to go forth. God, I pray for peace like a river to flow within this house. God, I pray for whatever the need is, God, that there's a sense of urgency, Lord God, for us to receive the blessing that you have for this need and if you believe that tonight, church if you can give God a hand clap of praise if you can go ahead and shout unto him with a voice of triumph, thank him for what he's already done and what he's planning on doing in this service, hallelujah thank you, Jesus God, you are the way maker and we love you tonight and in Jesus' name we pray Amen There was an older gentleman that went by the name of George. He grew up in a small town, but always had big dreams. Life had different plans. Through a series of events, he found himself taking over his father's business. And in town, he so desperately wanted to get away from. Yet, he had a good life there, making a home with his family and children. Until one day, thanks to an irresponsible employee, He had lost a large sum of money which belonged to his business and would soon face serious jail time for embezzling funds. Absolutely desperate, that night he found himself in the local bar crying out to God, God, oh God, dear Father in heaven, I'm not a praying man, but if you're up there and you can hear me, show me the way. I'm at the end of my rope, show me the way, oh God. And if you kind of function or understand maybe what this story sounds like, it's because it's the plot to It's a Wonderful Life. And if you've ever seen that movie, you know that George's life ends up turning out all right. He avoids the jail time and he's helped by a guardian angel. It's deemed by many people to be as one of the best movies, if not best Christmas movies ever made. But why though? See, sometimes the best stories that we hear and that we see, there's a moment of desperation. There's a moment when the main character has nowhere to turn, and yet somehow finds a way. When we open our Bibles and read the main character's stories, we see it's no different. The best stories of salvation are born out of utter desperation. Noah, the Israelites, David, Daniel, On and on, there are always moments of desperation. But within Scripture, it isn't to lay the foundation to show the cleverness, wit, and strength of the human character. It's not to show the prowess of the main character and how he handled the situation. But what it's really about is to show the power, glory, and the abundant grace of God. The Bible constantly highlights the helpless. And in doing so, exalts the absolute dependency we have on God for salvation. This is seen within its greatest extent within Himself as Jesus Christ. And within the scriptures we read just a few seconds ago, it's no different. Everyone in that crowd was waiting for Jesus because they had a need. And I'm here, standing here today, to encourage somebody that Jesus is in amongst. This crowd of people here tonight ready to answer a need if somebody has one. He is here ready and willing and able to provide anything that you need if you are willing to give it unto him. Some in that crowd I'm sure thought that it was strange to stop what he was doing. Dealing with an important man of the city whose daughter was dying and said who touched me. Jairus was the ruler in the synagogue of Capernaum. He was the head honcho of the religious people in that area. He was well known. I'm sure the people around him were like, we better not interrupt their conversation. Jesus is helping a really important person. We better not get in the way. But can I encourage somebody and say that with Jesus, the need is always greater than what is going on around everybody else. With Jesus, the need... The need of that person far outweighs anything else. If the need is anxiety, if the need is depression, if it's alcoholism, if it's salvation, whatever it is, Jesus will stop what he's doing to help you in your need and to help you in your situation because our God helps people like nobody else can. Our God still is making moves, still is breaking chains, and still is helping people in this day and age. Amen? Amen. There were hundreds of people in the crowd. Hundreds had touched him or bumped him into him. But he plainly asked and says, Who had touched me? Who was this woman that her one act of desperation was recorded multiple times in the Gospels with Matthew? Right? It's three short verses, but Luke and Mark being detailed in their versions. The Bible doesn't really describe this woman too much. In fact, we really don't even know her name. It just says that she had an issue of blood. Because with Jesus, he is no respecter of persons. He doesn't care what your name is. He doesn't care what your pedigree is. He doesn't care what your background is. He doesn't care who's high in the politics, who's high in the corporate world. All He cares about is that you have a need and how desperate you are to see that need through with the answer that He has for you. I hope I'm helping somebody tonight that regardless of what you're going through, regardless of if you feel like there's no way out with Jesus, there's always a way out, church. With God, there's always... A way out of your situation. Amen. Amen. Imagine this woman had been bleeding for 12 years. This wasn't just a small situation. This was a chronic abnormal condition that was causing her to lose blood. This was something that she could feel and suffer through. This chronic loss of blood probably meant anemia and weakness all around. She had endured doctors. She had seeked after various medical treatments and cures. It seems that maybe over time in each passing year she was getting worse and worse and worse. And verse 43 says that she had spent all of her money, every last cent she owned, seeking for something to heal her body everything she earned in life was gone everything that she stressed about and worried about and grieved over was gone everything she worked for she was at a place of emptiness with nothing to show for it but church one touch of the master's garment and her life was forever changed come on if you came here tonight with a miracle or a healing or an answered prayer. How desperate are you to have God move into your life? For some of us here tonight we can relate to this woman. We can relate to what it was like with an emptiness. Maybe a deep pain inside of our bodies, inside of our hearts and no doctors, no friends, no lawyers, no one is able to cure our disease or our pain. Some people under the sound of my voice and in this world have been afflicted physically with addictions and lack of sleep, have been afflicted emotionally with depression, anxiety, fear, hurt, pain, and anything that led you and I to an emotional state of being a mess. Some of us have or are trying pills to help, but they don't. Some try drugs to help, but they don't. Some try alcohol to help, but it doesn't. Some try spending money on material things to fill the holes in their heart, but it just doesn't seem to fix what we might consider incurable. I know it may sound doom and gloom, but I want us to understand that just like the woman with the issue of blood, all it might take for your issue, for your problem, for your situation is just one touch of the hem of his garment. Just one grab of the master and watch him work in your life. Can anyone testify and say that you've met with the Father? You've touched the garment. You've clinged unto him. Has anybody had an advocate with the heavenly Father? Has anybody had many times with God where he felt the answers coming through prayer, coming through word, and coming through his supplication? Come on, if you have never experienced what it means to touch the garment, you can touch it tonight. Jesus knew, Jesus knew who had touched him and he was the one that allowed the virtue that healing power to go out from him. He already knew but he wanted her to admit what he already knew. He said it because somebody had enough faith in him to cause something to happen that wasn't important because he said virtue has gone out of me. This woman had nothing to lose and everything to gain. Yet by the same token, if her faith was misplaced, she had everything to lose and nothing to gain. Be yet, she reached out and touched the master. She was willing to break social taboos of the time. Would we be willing to get out of our societal norm for a change if it meant getting your answer on the other side? If you're willing to do what you typically don't do in a service or in a prayer closet or in your vehicle listening to worship music or reading your Bible, would you get out of the ordinary if it meant that your answer to your prayer was on the other side of you getting out of the normal? What would it take, church? We've been in revival. What would it take? If we really want to see revival in this church, we may have to get out of the norm we may have to get a little uncomfortable with how we do things we may not be able to stick with a program and an order come on, if there are people being baptized in the middle of service if God is pouring out His Spirit among all flesh in the beginning of service that's what God is, God orchestrates everything church God is in charge of everything who are we to stop Him if He wants Centerpoint to have revival who are we to stop him? If he wants sinners to come and repent, if he wants heaven to fall down, who are we? We better get in line and say, God, whatever it takes, I'm willing to do it. God, whatever the desperation is in my soul, if I'm going to see my lost loved one saved, if I'm going to see my neighbor in a void perish saved, whatever it takes, I will do what needs to be done. Amen. Amen. But would we be willing to do a little different than what we usually do? See, the woman with the issue of blood, she was considered as an unclean woman. She was unwelcomed in society. She was socially isolated. Everything and everyone she touched would have become ceremonially unclean. So she would have been shunned by everyone, even family this was an Old Testament, worship in the synagogue or the church would have been barred to her since she could not make atonement for her blood flow. As an unclean woman, if she touched Jesus under normal circumstances, she would have made him ceremonially unclean. But Jesus, being God manifested in the flesh, he was waiting for the rejected, for the despised, for the unlovable to reach out to him. Because that's who our God is. Our God loves those who have been shunned to the side. Our God loves those who have been casted because they don't fit in. God loves people who don't fit in. God looks at them and says, I'm going to let you fit in. I've got a whole kingdom that's ready for you to come in. You just need to get with my program. You just need to get with my calling. I've got a thing called salvation. I've got repentance, baptism, and the Holy Ghost. And I'll get you right on track. I'll get you right there. And if it did it for an old sinner like me, if it did it for somebody crazy like some of us, I know God can do it for just about anybody. No, He can do it for everybody. In this area, in this church, in this community, God is still doing amazing things in people's life. He's still looking for the depressed. He's still looking for the sick the lonely, and the lost. Amen. Amen. Sometimes it is our sin that causes a blood issue. It is our sin that separates us from the love of God. We cannot make atonement for our sin. It takes the blood of Jesus Christ. That's why repentance is so beautiful, church. It's because no matter what you and I have done, God provides an opportunity for us to change. God provides a way for us to change things and to start over, a fresh clean slate. This world loves to cancel people for making a mistake or two, but not God. God doesn't, that's not in the book of, that's not in the Bible. Cancer culture is nowhere in the Bible. We are to forgive those who have done wrong, as God has forgiven us. When you and I make mistakes, and we do because we are human, we don't have to live with those mistakes you don't have to live with those issues you don't have to live with those problems you can give them all to God come on, if God used adulterers if God used murderers if God used drunkards and liars and people with anger issues God can still use us today Come on, I may have a bad day yesterday. I may have had a bad day before I got to church. But praise be to God that He allows me to have an opportunity to seek after Him. And to have my sins forgiven. And to be washed clean. Washed clean from what I have done. Come on, if we don't want to be separated from God, we have to lay aside anger, grudges, strife. The confessed sins that rises between God God. And us, James declared powerful and effective prayers come from a righteous person. The relationship between God and man must be restored. Only then can prayers become effective. Repentance precedes answered prayers. That's why we must repent first before we can receive the Holy Ghost. So that way we can release all the junk that's inside this vessel to make room for God's spirit to dwell in. Man, I want God's spirit to live in me as long as it can. I've got to have that power that comes from among high like Brother T preached Sunday. I've got to have that power. There's a lot of things in this world that can bound you, that can chain you. But with the Holy Ghost, there's nothing on earth that's more powerful than the Holy Ghost. Come on, it's God's spirit living inside of you. Whether you're five years old, you're 50, you're two feet high, or you're eight feet high. God's spirit is the same no matter where. And who's it living inside? All of us. If we've been filled with God's spirit, then we've got power from among high. The old song sings, thank God for the blood. Thank God for the blood. Thank God for the blood that washes white as snow. Our sin is is our issue of blood. The woman with the issue of blood needed a blood transfusion, but no ordinary blood could do for her what she needed from God. She needed to be healed from the issue of blood or she would die. We need to have sin. We need to have the blood applied or we will die in our sin. The woman, she pressed her way through the crowd. She was knocked down, pushed aside, but yet she kept on coming. Nothing was gonna stop her From getting what she needed from Jesus Christ. Come on, life knocks us down, church. It pushes us aside, but you've got to keep pressing on. You've got to keep reaching out for the hem of his garment. I know some days you don't feel like getting in your bed, but you got to press on. I know some days you may just show up with whatever you got to church but at least you're here at least you're pressing on to God's house some days you don't want to go to work you don't want to go to school but press on there's an answer to your burden coming somewhere soon God is looking for people who are going to continue to press on yes the Israelites missed out on a lot of things and they complained and they murmured but they pressed on We complain and we murmur, but you got to press on. There's a promise waiting for all of us. We just have to move. The answer to your miracle is waiting for you. You just have to press on. Come on, our God can do for us exceedingly above all that we can ask or think. When God does something for you, He doesn't just do it normally, He gives it to you more abundantly. If he gives you life, he gives it to you more abundantly. God is so generous, church. Jesus recognized this woman's desperation. All it took was touching the hem of the garment for him to realize that somebody needed a touch from the master. When are we going to get desperate enough to quit worrying about what our family and friends are going to think or what the church folks are going to think? When will we get desperate enough to touch the hem of the garment so for Him, the one and only true God can fix the blood issue and apply His shed blood to our lives for the redemption of our souls. This woman with the issue of blood, she was focused and she had a purpose. When she saw, when she heard Jesus, she said, I got to get to that man. I got to do whatever it takes to touch the hem of his garment. She was there when Jesus returned from healing the demonic of the Gerasians. She must have heard that Jairus, an official at the synagogue, had beseeched Jesus to heal his daughter. She had heard from the crowd about Jesus. The Galilee area had previously seen Jesus heal, somebody who was paralyzed, a man with a shriveled hand, large crowds of their diseases and evil spirits, raised a centurion's servant from the dead and raised a widow's son from the dead. I don't know about you, but that's enough for me to get to Jesus. Jesus has done so much for all of us. So I can't ever forget when I'm down and out and I need something from God, let me remember what he's done for me. And let that motivate me to have me push, to have me seek. Things may not be going your way as much as they have in the past, but eventually the light is going to shine through your darkness. There is God. He's reaching out for a lot of us to say, Come on, I've got your answer. Come on, I've got what you need. I'm right here. Are you desperate enough, desperate enough to come after it? If I just touch Jesus, if I just touch Him, He has the answer to my desperate situation. Church, desperate times create desperate situations. Desperate situations create desperate people. Desperate people create an atmosphere for God to do the miraculous. The woman with the issue of blood was desperate, and it was her desperation that caused her to set aside her pride and her dignity and crawl to the feet of Jesus and have her need met. And that was when Jesus was able to do the miraculous. Amen. Look, sometimes we got to get out of the norm. Sometimes we've got to get out of our Sunday best and say, God, whatever it takes. You may feel embarrassed. I know I felt embarrassed crying before God, but sometimes the situation, sometimes I need that answer so much. Sometimes I just get tired of being tired. I get tired of being down in the dumps with things. I get tired allowing the enemy to constantly throw things my way. And we've got to stand up and say, I'm not doing this anymore. God, whatever it takes for me to reach out to you, whatever it takes for me to seek your face and to get into the throne room, I'm going to do whatever I need to do to press on at the hem of his garment. Someone got desperate about their situation and did something about it. She took her situation to the only one she knew could do something about it. The only person that can do something about your sin and our sin is Jesus. And our blood issues and our problems and our issues that we deal with is Jesus. And he's just waiting for us to do something desperate. She believed in Jesus. She had faith and an understanding of what he was about. You and I, when we call on the name of Jesus, it's because we know what he's about. Amen? His name is just a name but when you add faith and you add belief and you remember all the great things that that name has done like be a strong tower where the righteous can find safety where that name has caused the dead to rise the lame to be healed the blind to see and the deaf to hear there's power in that name. The youth choir sang it earlier there is power in the name of Jesus and there is no other name that people can be saved but by the name of Jesus Christ Romans 10 and 13 for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved if you want safety and refuge in your situation just call on the name of Jesus just lift up your hands and say Jesus I need you now Jesus I need you with me I'm closing everybody can stand musicians come been beautiful to see what this church has been going through the last two, three, four months. I don't know. It feels like forever at this point. That's good. And I'm praying this revival keeps going as long as it will go on because we need it. Seeing many people come and look, I love it. The baptisms. I love when God takes somebody and you just see the joy of the Lord on their face. You see tears flow because they finally realize there's a way out. I always remind myself of what God has done for me. And the relief. And the joy. And the love that Jesus did for me. And that motivates me to let somebody know that whatever I felt and whatever I feel, you can feel the same thing. There are people outside of these four walls who need the love of God in their life. Who need the power of the Holy Ghost. Who need to know the name of Jesus. Come on, that name is a beautiful name. Come on, there were many names that God was described in the Old Testament. When Abraham needed a lamb to sacrifice, God revealed Himself as Jehovah Jireh, the Lord that provides. When Israel needed deliverance, God revealed that His name, Jehovah, which had a previously unknown significance with respect to deliverance and salvation. When Israel needed protection from disease and sickness, God revealed Himself as Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals. When, Je- when Israel needed victory over enemies, God revealed Himself as Jehovah Nisi, the Lord our banner, our victory. Zechariah prophesied that a time would come when the Lord would be king over all the earth and in that day shall there be one Lord and His name one. And today we know that name to be Jesus Christ. The same Jesus that did all of those miracles including the woman with the issue of blood all of the characteristics of Jehovah and Yahweh the God of the Old Testament can now be found in jesus christ thank you for listening to today's message we pray that it changes and impacts your life for days to come if you would like to connect with us further give us a like on facebook at facebook.com centerpoint pentecostal church or just search centerpoint pentecostal church on facebook if you would like to join one of our services in person the service times and address are in the podcast description Thank you and God bless, and we hope to see you on the next episode.